Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Benchwire Season 2, Episode 21. You're in store for a great episode today. I'm joined by Justin yet again. How are we doing, Justin? Doing great. Great, man. Great weekend of football. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for the Super Bowl now, even yes. though, oh, man, America didn't win Sunday, but <laughs> we still get the Super Bowl, though, I guess, to look yes. forward to. It should be a good matchup. Those were, like, two of the best teams that were slated to be in the Super Bowl, I guess, at the beginning of the year. There were, like, two of the top contenders. We'll talk about it, though. Let's recap the conference championship rounds. So let's talk about that first game, the AFC championship game, where the Ravens kind of choked a little bit to the Chiefs. There was, there, were, there were some opportunities to win that game, but they kind of blew it. Uh, Zay Flowers down the stretch, you know, fumbling trying to die for the touchdown, and Sneed pops it out. That was a costly turnover, you know. Some plays they didn't get going their way with the flags. Like, there could have been a P.I. call on Odell. There, there could have been other flags down the stretch that could have happened. But we're not going to blame the refs. Simply, the Chiefs outcoached the Ravens during that game. I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you got to give them credit, man. They were balling. They were balling all phases of the game. Travis Kelsey showed up to play, as he always does in the playoffs. He had, like, two touchdowns. He was making some plays, right? That Spags defense was getting pressure on Lamar Jackson, and Lamar could not perform. It, it was just – he just chokes in the big moments. It's just what it is, him and the Ravens situation. Um, but the Chiefs, they're moving on. They're moving on to the Super Bowl yet again. This is the fourth time in Patrick Mahomes' career he has already advanced to the Super Bowl in his first six years. You got to give him a lot of credit. Um, I already think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer from what he's done already, and I think he's already in the talks of being with Tom Brady and Joe Montana. I think he's on that level, personally. Um, but, yeah, the Chiefs, they're one of the best teams in this league. They're a dynasty, and you got to give them credit. Uh, but the Ravens, you know, first year with the offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin, they had they had a great game plan, I guess, going into this game. But it didn't, I guess, unfold the way that they wanted it to. They should have ran the ball more. They're one of the best rushing teams in the league, and they really didn't do that. They shied away from it. Um, but, you know, got to give credit to the Ravens for a great season. And they just couldn't, you know, get to the next level and beat the Chiefs. But I think they'll be back. Uh, there is a lot of free agents coming this offseason, so they have to figure out who to re-sign and all that. But all in all, it was a great game, and I'll turn it over to you with your thoughts about the game. Yeah, I think I just want to highlight more like the Ravens' struggles. Uh, the defense balled out, I felt, I felt like, for the Ravens. They, they did make the play, some plays, and anytime you go up against Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid calling the plays on the offense – to hold them to 17, that's a win for the defense. The problem is, well, the offense didn't show up. They only put up 10, and that is, that is what happened there. So so what happened? The Ravens, Lamar, Lamar didn't play his best game. I thought I, I didn't think the play call was quite there. I think they tried to do a lot of, like, bubble screens to receivers, a lot of the short games that never really worked out. And – for a while, Lamar was kind of hesitant to move out of pocket and use his legs. He kind of just stayed in the pocket. And he had avenues to where he could escape to extend the play or take off and run. I'm like, 
I'm like, why is he afraid all of a sudden to run and use his best attribute, right? Is his legs that makes that puts a lot of respect on the defense. He he barely moved out of the pocket that game. Yeah, he might have had a run here and there, but he had more avenues when they Chase did a good job of uh, collapsing the pocket. He had more time to he had time to pop out and make a run. So he never he never really did that. And and then that triple coverage at the end of the game was what sealed it. That was a bad play. Yeah. Too. Can't happen. Can't happen there. Um, good quarterback. I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'm not going to call him like a playoff choker. I. I don't. I'm not going to put that label on them. I, the Chiefs do have a, a legit defense, and and had a great game plan. Uh, I saw that like Spags did like a bunch of different personnel groupings and stuff that really confused them. So give Spags a lot of credit. Give that defense a lot of credit for putting up a great game plan on Lamar. and Yeah, Lamar's just got to rise in those occasions and own it. I think he can do that. It just he needs to he needs to rise in those situations more. But got to give Ravens a lot of credit. Hell of a season. But they debunked the Super Bowl logo theory, which I'm disappointed about. <laughs> or the NFL decided to change the script last minute. I don't know. You'd be the judge. Maybe. But, yeah, uh, give the Chiefs a lot of credit. Um, from where they were beginning of the year to all the struggles they had offensively then to be where they at now is it's impressive. They figured it out. They turned it around. So credit to the Chiefs. Congrats on winning the AFC and moving on. Yeah, especially since Christmas when they lost to the Raiders. You thought, you know, their season was going to end soon, but they found a way to turn around and got to give credit to that team. Yeah, um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the next game. We'll talk about the NFC Championship game. So the Lions, they were up big, right? They were up big, and they collapsed against the Niners. They were up, I believe, 24-7 to seven at they half. Were. Time, yes. And the Niners scored 27 unanswered points. That, that cannot happen. Um, you know, Jared Goff, he was playing well relatively well that first half and then second half the defense of the Niners they found ways to you know get the ball back and that Niners offense it was humming it was a combination of Brock Purdy Christian McCaffrey Brandon Ayuk Kittle like they were all coming together and you know Kyle Shanahan he dialed up a game plan and you know credit to the Niners like they're constructed to come back and beat a team like this and that fashion in the NFC Championship game, um, you know, got to give credit to John Lynch. He's a great GM. Um, just finding ways to make their team better as a late, especially the trade deadline, getting a guy like Chase Young. Um, you know, got to give credit to the Niners for sure. Um, Brock Purdy, though, hell of a game in the second half. Everyone was doubting him after that first half. They're like, oh, Brock, there's the real Brock Purdy. He showed up in the second half. And he executed the game plan, and you got to give him credit there. That's why I think he's a top 10 quarterback. He delivered when he needed to most. And getting to the Super Bowl in his second year, that's that's great stuff. That's what you need out of a franchise quarterback. And for how young he is, being Mr. Irrelevant, overall, he had a hell of a game in the second half. And we'll see if he beats the Chiefs. We'll see. We'll get into that later. Um, but the Lions, they had an epic collapse. Um, Dan Campbell, though, 
I don't know what he was doing on some of the coasting decisions. That's what he does. He's ballsy, and I respect him for that, but the Super Bowl is online. You got to kick the field goal. I think it was like fourth and three down the stretch. You're only down three. Tie up the game. He went for it, and they didn't get the conversion. Um, so you got to find ways to, you know, eliminate you from being behind, and they could not do that. And Dan Campbell, I respect what he's doing, but I feel like you got to take a look in the mirror and realize that you're only a field goal away from tying this game, and you can make it a game. And the game would have been tied. It would have been 34-34 going into overtime, possibly, if he, you know, allowed to the kicker to go out there and kick the field goal. But, you know, there were some questionable calls for sure. And the game plan overall in the second half, they just – it wasn't a good game plan by the Lions, but the Niners, they found a way to respond, and I thought they were the better team, and they did get the job done. It was a little concerning, though, in the first half of the game. So, you know, the tape's out there for the Chiefs to possibly, you know, beat the Niners. So they all got to find a way to make sure that they can beat the Chiefs, the Niners, in that Super Bowl. There's going to be a lot of time to look at the game plan and all that because they got the bye week coming up. And then the Super Bowl is two weeks away. Um, but, yeah, epic collapse by the Lions. They had a hell of a season. Um, but, yeah, the Niners, they're moving on, as everyone expected. They did. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the first point in the six, I was like, Dan Campbell, I think he's been out in the talks lately of the sports world. And football, yeah, uh, you got to take the points there. But – I get it. That's their MO. That's what they've done all season. And, yeah, they go for fourth and three, and you could argue, well, they didn't catch the ball. Right. They didn't catch the ball in the brightest moments. They should have. Right. But they didn't capitalize on that. And then when you – but that's just the, the whole paradoxical kind of thing about it where if they did catch it, we would, we would be sitting here saying, wow, Dan Campbell, he, he leaves it all out there. What a gutsy call. He pulled it off, and they, they won the game. Because he went for a fourth and three, got to take more time off the clock. But that's, but he didn't. And then when you fail in that situation, that's going to go on to coach there. So yeah, so hindsight twenty twenty, right? So go, you look back, you're like, damn, I should have taken the field goals. And yeah, he should have. It's probably the smartest thing he did there. I think there's no analytics that can really back that up. It just knowing the way it was going, the Niners guy going the second half, you got to take the points there. That opponent offense, you can't – you got to take the points when they're there because, you know, they, they're they very capable of just going down the field with these – with that offense. So, got to take the points. But hell of a season from the Lions. We weren't expecting them to make the NFC Championship, right? So, yeah, they got they got some good pieces. I think they, what they need to do in the offseason, they need to get another premier pass rusher along with Aiden Hutchinson. They got to fortify the D-line a little bit stronger. And, yeah, they got, like – Chauncey Gardner Johnson, a couple guys um, that they need to get free agents. They have to worry about um, maybe sending Jared Goff, Amon Ra. They got to pay those guys. Penny Sewell, if he if they don't do the fifth year option route. So a lot a lot of things they have to do there. But right team, they they got they keeping Ben Johnson, even though it feels like. To me, they didn't run the ball the second half as much, and that was like what, what, what was really gashing them in the first half, right? Jameer Gibbs was yeah. doing his thing. 
David Montgomery. They were gashing him on the ground. And that's what really got him going. And Jameson Williams, I think, had that little reverse touchdown in the first drive. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's just that's tough. That's tough. But you gotta give Forty Nines credit. I don't know what concerns me about them is their slow starts. They they had a slow start against the Packers too. So I don't know if um, they have a good game plan in, and then the Niners don't figure it out what they're doing. They adjust second half, and they and they come back in those games, and the defense plays more stout. I don't know what it is with those second halves, but the I don't know if you could do that with the Chiefs and win. We'll see. We're not. We're going to call that prediction video next week. I, I still haven't made my mind up yet which way I'm going to pick, but Niners are a legit team. Purdy played. Pretty played pretty well. The first half, like you said, was shaky. Um, McCaffrey is that engine of the offense. Once he finally got going in that game, um, it made it everything easier. Uh, Brandon Ayuk balled out as well. So it was nice to see him play, and, and Debo did his thing. So, And I like the trash talking uh, like between Debo and CJ. That's always makes him more fun. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it was a pretty fun game. But if you're going to tell me going into that that the the Lions Niners game is going to be a better game than the Ravens Chiefs game, I wouldn't say you're full of shit. But <laughs> it, 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 it but it ended up being a better better game, and I I think because the Lions caught us caught us off guard a little bit with how strong they started off and then how they lost it at the end, uh, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I feel bad for the Detroit fans who made it to that moment and just. He had it won and just kind of put it away. So I do, I do feel really bad about that. But you still have Eminem. Eminem's going to win you a Super Bowl next year. There you go. <laughs> so that's why I think about. He's not writing a diss track anymore now. No, he's not so writing a diss track. And one thing about Dan Campbell, you can't. I get it. Like he was being like humble about it, saying like this may be our, our last best chance of winning, making the Super Bowl because it's just hard to win. I don't think you tell your players that at the end because you got to always have that belief that you can do it. I don't know if that's the right messaging there, but I understand it's all logical. It's all rational what he was saying. It makes yeah. sense because you really don't know. But, but yeah, I think he's a good coach. The players definitely play hard for him. And if they lost Ben Johnson, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think – I don't think they're meeting the expectations again, just because look at what the Eagles did when they lost Steichen. You lose a good coordinator and your head coach doesn't call plays and it can kind of go to shit. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but you got him back. So I think the, the offense will still be potent. Um, Aaron Glenn is a candidate, I think, in, for the Washington commander. Yeah, job. he might be on his way so, out. We don't know I don't, I don't know. I think he did. I, I, I gave the line some – crap but i think he actually is pretty good i think the problem is like what i was saying with the lack of pass rush there too so like if he because he had to send more people down in the box to put pressure on quarterbacks too so so yeah i think i think he could be gone but if he stays then um no reason to think detroit will win the north again at least Right, they should. They, they definitely, definitely could. could. And Minnesota's Packers could win. Both Packers could win. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks. Look, follow us yeah. in the off season, man. We're gonna. Yeah. Go into that, we'll get into it. We'll get into but, it. 
But oh, but Steve, we got Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yes, I called it. I called it since day one. I, I told you I he was going to lose. I well, no, 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 no. Video. No, we're not talking about. Talk about we're not talking about. We're not talking about that video though. We're talking about earlier podcasts. You said he was going to stay in Michigan and he was going to build a dynasty. He there. could have built a dynasty. But that's what your belief was at the time. But then you changed heart. No, I, I said this is what I said. I said what I what I would do. What I think you should do is stay, build a dynasty. But what I think he was going to do is go to NFL. Okay, that's what I said. I said you said what should he do? I tell you, I'm like I think he should stay in Michigan. But what do I think Jim Harbaugh is going to do? Jim Harbaugh going to win a Super Bowl, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Them charges will be good again. Chiefs are screwed next year, man. I, I don't I don't think the Chiefs are screwed. No I'm way. Joking. But they finally um, got another competent coach in the AFC West, though. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I yeah. think yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh will, of course, change the culture there. Um, you know, getting Justin Herbert a competent coach is something he's always wanted. And he finally has one. So I'm excited to see the growth of Justin Herbert. I think for sure they could be a playoff team. They potentially, if oh, you sure. know, all goes well this offseason, they potentially could win a division, possibly. I think it's up there for grabs. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to compete with the Chiefs. You're going to have to compete with Antonio Pierce and the Raiders and Sean Payton and the Broncos. They got them. Um, they got, got those guys. Um, but the Chiefs, I feel like, are the – you know, team to beat in that division. But, yeah, you get a guy like Harbaugh. They just got the Raiders personnel guy as a GM. Or not Raiders. Ravens. Ravens, Ravens yeah. personnel guy as the GM. I forget his name. Uh, but I did, too. Yeah. I think his name's Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. No, not name's... Joe Shane. He stinks. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm talking about his name's Joe Schmo. I don't know his last name. I'm calling him Joe Schmo. Uh, but they got Joe Schmo at GM. You can look it up for me if you want. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's a good, great hire. You know, he's got the connection with his brother and John Harbaugh. So, you know, maybe there's something there um, for Jim. But, you know, I like the hire. I think, you know, it will make the Chargers, you know, a contender in the AFC. They have a loaded roster, right? You got a talented offense. There's going to be question marks with Austin Eckler, though. Or is he going to come back? He had a lackluster season this year, couldn't stay healthy. Um, I still think he can be a really good back. It just has to be in the right system. Does Jim Harbaugh bring that system over? We'll see who they hire as OC and DC. Um, but, yeah, I really like the hire. I think it's the best hire for a coach this offseason. It's just the right fit. Um, but, yeah, I, I would give it an A for a grade. If we had to give a grade to it, I'd give it an A. I think it's the best hire this offseason. Yeah, without playing a game, yeah, it's an A. So I think oh, it's yeah, a little, that, yeah, without know, playing a game on paper. I think you have on to paper. go back and look at it in, in totality when Jim Harbaugh says, I'm done, I'm great. But <laughs> they got Joe Hortiz. As yeah, see, guy. Joe Schmo. Told you. Joe Hortiz. Yeah. Hortiz. Um, so, that's yeah. cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, A plus move. What more needs to be said? When you have a coach that was starstruck to meet Justin Herbert, that's all you need to know. He's going to get the best out of him. Yes. So, and plus the connection with the Spanos family playing there. Playing and for San Diego. Right, right. He, was, he played so. for them. So it's like he's it's like everywhere he goes, he has a connection to it, to someone, something in the area. So he has another connection there. So I, like I think it. he'll be there for a few years too. He could, 
they're gonna they're gonna make some noise. I think. I think Jim Harbaugh's a winner. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, you gave an A plus. I gave it an A. I don't think it's A plus yet until it, they put it all together and we it see is, it on the field. It's an A plus right now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So good move for the Chargers. Hopefully they're successful with it. Um, but let's move on to another hire. That's in the NFC though. Dave Canales to the Panthers. You like that move? Mm. Right off the bat, right. reaction. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not Eric B. Enemy. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's Eric B. Enemy, guys. It's not Bobby Slowick. It's not Bobby Slowick. If you guys saw the the short we posted, who we thought right? was going. I to got that right. Bobby Slowick is staying, as I said, he should stay. Yeah, you did. He was listening right. to my advice. He listened to Benchwire. So, yes, Bobby, if you're listening, we love you. We you did a great job. You. Yes. Yeah, so maybe you'll be the Giants next head coach when the oh, fire table. Please no. So so yes. We're getting Bill Belichick after this year. Yeah, so Dave Canales. Yeah, so he you have to give him credit, right? He turned around the Buccaneers, right? Yeah. Turn around the, that offense. Help Baker Mayfield kind of revitalize. So you gotta give him credit for those things. Uh did I think of him as a hot candidate? No, not this year. I thought maybe another year or two. They'll be like, okay, if Baker was still playing good, assuming he gets a new contract, and Tampa's offense still productive and pretty good, then he get then he'll start gaining garnering uh, traction to that job. But no, nah, uh, Dave Tepper says I like this guy. He brings him in, so I'm happy for the guy. Um, I think the Panthers with the last couple years not. A super attractive place just because of ownership and they're a young rebuilding team. So they're going to have, they went in the route like going someone younger that doesn't have that head coaching experience yet. And that, that had experience of uh, turning around, Baker Mayfield helping revitalize him. So they went with Canals and I don't, I, I can't knock the pick. So I made mean, it's tough to put a grade on it because I don't, it was a good play caller. So I'll give it a B. I think yeah, a B is fair. I like that. Yeah, I think it's fair. It's it's tough to say. Yeah, um, Dave Canales. I I like the move. Were you not done talking? No, I, I just think no. I just say hopefully he stays for more than a year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I would hope so. I would hope so, right? Um, but yeah, right off the bat, Dave Canales. What he was able to do with Baker Mayfield, uh, revitalize his career, like Justin just said. You know, that's something to look at there. That's what my thought process is with hiring Bobby Slowick. Saw what he did with C.J. Stroud. Maybe he could bring that to Bryce Young. Same kind of thought process. Saw what Dave Canales did with Baker Mayfield. Hopefully he could do that with Bryce Young. I think, you know, there's a possibility. He's a young, offensive-minded guy. That's where the league's going in that direction nowadays. So I think with that being said, I think that's a good move. Um, I like the GM that they hired, you know. Hiring one of their own, uh, Dan Morgan, former player of the Panthers. I think he played there for like seven-year career or whatever. So I like the hire. Um, we'll see if he's the right guy just because of the connection. It's a cool hire, good story and all that. But is he a football GM? Is he ready for that role? That we still have to, you know, see and find out. But Dave Canales, I think hopefully, you know, he can change the culture there. And, you know, Bryce Young can be – the face of the franchise under Dave Canales. They got to make some moves this offseason, but right off the bat, I, yeah. 
right off the bat, I think, yeah, I would give it a B as well for the grade because we don't know much about him, but what he was able to do with Baker Mayfield and, you know, get the Bucks a playoff win and all that, it was really promising. So hopefully he could, you know, bring that culture to the Panthers. So I like it. Yeah. And I think the players really like the GM move that you mentioned too. Um, seems like he has the players back. So we'll see what he does. I think I think that's good too. Just, yeah, Dan just let your guys just let your guys do the football and you just hand it Yeah, you just sit down. back and relax and enjoy the show, but you know, don't throw any drinks at fans, that's all. Um, no. That's all, right, all part talk- of the fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all part of it. Let's talk about the next coach. Do it. All right, you ready? It's another hire in the same division, but it's the other head coaching job that's available. The Falcons. They did not get Bill Belichick. Everyone You're so was, damn wrong. You're so everyone wrong. was thinking, oh, Bill Belichick's a guy. But you know who they so got? You were so wrong. No. They got Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator. He's heading over to Atlanta for the official job this time around. He was interim last time with the Falcons before they hired uh, Arthur Smith, um, but Raheem Morris, he's a young, defensive-minded guy. He's bright. Sean McVay's one of his best friends. Um, I like the move. A lot of players like him a lot, so hopefully he can, you know, build a like a team culture that everyone loves there in Atlanta and get them back on track, back on the map. They got to figure out the quarterback situation this offseason because Desmond Ritter's not the guy. Taylor Heineke's not what? the guy. So they have to figure out the quarterback spot. I was really disappointed that Bill Belichick didn't get the job because I thought, you know, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I feel like he should get a job. And there's a chance that he might not even get a job this season, which is crazy to, you know, even fathom. But, you know, all, all in all, I like the move. If it wasn't Bill Belichick, I think Raheem Morris is the guy for the job for sure. Young guy that everyone likes. In this league, Sean McVay praises him. And, you know, hopefully he can change that culture with the Falcons because, you know, they've been a dumpster fire for quite some time ever since they uh, lost Dan Quinn and that Super Bowl. So, you know, hopefully Raheem Morris can, you know, bring the Atlanta Falcons back to life. What do you think of the move? Uh, I can't believe you didn't see this coming. I'm not joking. Uh, um, <laughs> you didn't um, see it coming either. Man, come I, on, I, man. Bill Belichick was just a smokescreen. I knew I had this. I knew this all the time. Oh, time. okay. Yeah. But he had two interviews with them. I'm like, dude, for sure, Bill Belichick. Every every time I see a notification, second interview, it's gonna happen. Didn't happen. I was not, just concerned. Not always. Not always. Nine times out of ten, ninety percent. Not all. Not always, man. Uh. Raheem Morris, I like it. Good football coach uh, for the reasons you point out. His defenses have always been respectable and solid. But my question is, I think, I believe it was on the Atlanta staff with DQ, Dan Quinn, and when they hired, they decided he was up for the coaching gig and they went Arthur Smith and and they let uh, Raheem Morris walk and he, then he lands up with the Rams. So, so it's like maybe they're like, oh, we should have hired this guy in the first place, and then they brought him in. They liked him. He knew he knows Atlanta. He knows maybe a little bit of the players, and they're like, all right. Let's do it without giving Bill Belichick GM jobs. Maybe they didn't want to give up control. He's like, yeah, all right, we'll go with you. We'll go with Raheem Morris, guy that play, he'll garner respect. He'll change the defense around. 
Now they do need a plan. Raheem Morris needs to have a plan, like D'Amico Ryan's did. He needs to bring over a guy from the McVay tree. Maybe the their quarterback coach. They need to get him over there. They need him. They need him to be the OC, and they need to be on the same page about what they're going to do about the quarterback. Are they going to let Desmurder play another year? Are they going to draft the quarterback this year? Are they going to sign Russell Wilson in free agency? I mean, not he's not free agent, but if he gets released, <laughs> they gonna trade? cut, or traded, get Justin gonna, Fields, maybe mm-hmm. trade for Justin Fields. But whatever they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. They're an interesting team, and yeah, um, if I had to grade it, I give it. I give it a B plus. Did I grade it? I don't think I graded it. Yeah, I give it a B, just a B. I give it a B. I'll give it a B plus. But all right, did, I have a question. Did we talk about Brian Callahan to the Titans? I thought we did it last podcast. We probably did, but. If we didn't say Brian didn't. Callahan to the Titans. Yes. Instant B. green. I gave B. it a – what would you say? B. I gave it a B. B. I thought you Working said B. with the Burrow. Okay. Hey, I, give it a, I give it a B plus because, like, the Will Levis there, he got the franchise guy. So, if he could do what, what he did with Burrow, bring it over to Will Levis, B plus, you know. Um, but, yeah. I don't and know. If if, I think, with the peel on I'm pretty sure we talked about it last podcast. Huh? They keep bananas with the peel on it together. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they can have mayonnaise in their coffee. Like, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah, mayonnaise in the coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, all right, now let's, let's change it up. You know, let's talk about your don't, guys. Don't smile. It's not funny. Let's talk about your guys. Let's talk about the new hires, Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman did this past week. So, the Eagles hired a new OC. And, you know, he's a former Cowboys OC, former Chargers OC. Goes by the name of Kellen Moore. And then they hired a guy that worked for them the Super Bowl year as a consultant. And they were kind of running already his system. So might as well get the man himself and Vic Fangio. Justin, you're an Eagles fan. And I want to know your instant reaction Mm. to these two coordinator moves. Do you like them right off the bat or are they questionable? I want to know. Well, one coordinator is young as shit, and the other one's old as shit. So that's fun. What's that mean? No, uh, nothing. The, it's nothing. the best of both worlds. Nothing. We get wisdom experience, and we get I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I guess with Vic Fangio first, I'm like, then I kind of wanted a scheme change there. But if you're going to run the bend-don't-break defense, it is um, it, you get the guy that created Vic Fangio, right? So I, I so after thinking about it, I'm like, okay, if you want to play that way, that's fine. And you get the guy that does that. You're not going to see a lot of blitzing there, but he does play 3-4, so you're going to need some good linebacker play. So you need to go out and get linebackers. You do need to get corners. Plus, he's starting to bring in some of the staff, and he's getting a lot of guys from the Seahawks. Like, they brought in their DB coach. That was with Pete Carroll. I love that move. Why? Because they had Tariq Wollen and they had uh, Devin Witherspoon, who they developed and are balling. So he's coming over here. I like, I love that. And then they got uh, another guy from that same staff that was a former DC and uh, for the Seahawks, and he That's was a Eli right? coach. Yeah, Clint Hurt, I think is <laughs> he's he. So yeah, and uh, the Seahawks had a good defense. So I think I think right there that's good. So Vic Fangio bringing good guys, but. Yeah, um, after reading about him, um, a lot, I watched a little clip of Chris Long talking about him, and he said, if you look at uh, what McVay before and 
Shannon had said they said like Vic Banjo is like the toughest one to really game plan for. And uh he's like if you look back to when he was DC with the Bears, uh it he he held them like 14, 17 points. So I mean he so I mean he has a good way of uh disguising and confusing like cover six, disguising different coverages on guys. So yeah. I do I do like that. But do I want to do I wish it he had we had brought in a more aggressive scheme? Yeah, I do. But but it is it is what it is. So might as well get the top guy. Um I, I do think some Dolphins guys liked him and hated him, but then again that could come with any coordinator. So mm-hmm. so you have that. But but yeah, I think uh I think he's well respected. Um I not my top choice, but I can't knock the move, right? He's a comp- he ha- he's done some good things as a coordinator, so I can't hate it. You just need to get um, we need to just improve our linebacker and secondary and develop some guys. We need a lot of work there, so so yeah, we'll see about that. But now, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore was interesting. No, it's, I don't hate it because he was a cowboy. That's just stupid. That's just really stupid. But when he was with the Cowboys, he had a like a number one offense, I believe, with Dak in 2022, 2020 to 2022. So that's so that that's cool. That's great too. Anything's an upgrade from that offense last year. So so I'm for it. I, I guess I'm for it too from that stance because he knows how to call plays better than any of those guys last year. So right there, that's a win. And yeah, I think too they're gonna they're gonna use more motion. They're gonna go over the middle of the field now. So that's going to be nice. Dude, are they going to still run the ball? Probably not. I don't think Kellen Moore really runs the ball that much. <laughs> he does not. He does not. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a, another – that's still going to be an issue. But like Eckler's at least – but we're going team. off the tree. Frank Reich, when we hired Frank Reich, uh, Chargers OC. When we hired Steichen, Chargers OC. Where do they lead us? Super Bowl. Kellen Moore? Chargers OC. I saw that. I He's saw leading that. us to the damn ball, baby. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Next year. Next year we're going back. What would you ball. grade it? You got to grade uh, each guy. Uh, Big Fangio, I'll give it I'll, – I'll give that like a uh, – because I like the players brought in, I'll give it like the, the – the, uh, the coaches. The staff. Yeah, the, the coaches that he brought in. Yeah, I'll give it a B. Uh, Callum Moore. I'll give it uh, because he has a lot of success with um, with quarterbacks. Now it's going to be different now with uh, you have a Jalen Hurts who can move a little bit. So and you're going to line up Hurts going to have more under center instead of the gun all, shotgun all the time. So it's going to be interesting there. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a slightly better than Vic Fangio because you can't. There was not a whole bunch of options there at OC. And I think you got one of the better ones. So I'm gonna give that uh, like a B plus. We call him more one. So I'll go B and B plus. But if I was gonna rate just the Fangio one, I'll probably give it a B minus. But the, I like the I like the staff he brought in. So I'll give that a B. So I'll go B plus B minus B. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't think you would like that Kellen Moore move. I I thought you would hate it. Oh, I was I, I was at first, and then you kind of just look into it. And you're like, okay, it's not terrible. And, and you think of like everything that happened last year, it was complete trash. So <laughs> you, can't, the, you can't get much worse. The Eagles or the Chargers? The Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. Kellen Moore's offense wasn't the greatest with the Chargers. Well, Herbert was hurt. 
Well, that was like the second half of the year. The first they, half of the year, they, they were still good. losing games too. They were still losing though. Because of the, who was their coach? Staley. Well, Staley gives them tons of points. But they didn't, they didn't put off enough points, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, just like Lamar. <laughs> just like Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kellamore, I I don't like the move personally. I think, you know, he's he's just a band aid fix for the offense. You know, seeing what he was able to do with the Chargers. I know they didn't have Herbert and all that, but you know, he doesn't run the ball, and I feel like one of the Eagles' strengths when they actually do it is they could run the damn ball because they have an offensive line. Um, so hopefully he incorporates running the ball more. Um, and then Dak, I feel like Dak had his best year under McCarthy, and it wasn't Kellen Moore. So there's that. Because Dak put up MVP numbers with Mike McCarthy, and Kellen Moore, he's never put MVP numbers. Um, and he turned the ball ball over more with Kellen Moore as well. I don't know if it's with the scheme or whatnot, but, you know, Kellen Moore, it's, it's an all right move. It, it could possibly turn out to be good. We will wait and see. Um, but Vic Fangio... I like the move because it's kind of the same defense and you're getting the guy that, you know, originally created the defense. And it's a defense more for veteran players because there's a lot of audibles and stuff from what I was reading. So, you know, you have an older defense. So I think with veterans and all the leaders they got on that defense, I think it's a good move, a good fit there. And you don't have to change much with the scheme. Um, you just got to get more players, I guess, on your defensive roster to actually – you know, perform the scheme. They had some weaknesses in the linebacking core and the secondary. Hopefully they get that fixed this offseason. But, you know, all in all, I I would give the Vic Fangio move a B plus, and I give the Kellen Moore a B minus. That's what I would give it. Um, but I think they're upgrades over what you had this past season. So it's a win there. But you still have Nick Sirianni as the head coach. He's not right. the head coach of the offense. He's not the head coach of the defense. He's the head coach of the football team, right? That's damn right. That's my coach. <laughs> I was fucking dying when I heard that. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's good moves because they're better than what they had last year. But there's – Exactly. It's still, it's still questionable. Will it take them to the Super Bowl? I don't think so. But I think they could be better in, you know – and the game situations because they have these guys. No, so I don't. I don't think they're going to Super Bowl this year. Yeah. No, they still got a lot of stuff to fix. Yeah, so. there's some off-season questions that need to get addressed. But. A lot, like especially defense. Like their, their offense with Kellamore can still be elite. Can be mm-hmm. very very good. But it's just uh, I give Fangio lower grades. There's a lot of uh, defensive questions more so than offensive. Yeah. Okay. We will stop talking about the Eagles and we'll talk about this little move for really quick because we already talked about the one on the bottom, Justin. Uh, We'll talk about this move real quick and then we'll end the podcast. So Arthur Smith is back in the NFL as the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I personally don't like the move because I never really liked Arthur Smith as the Falcons. Um, head coach because he wasn't able to utilize his playmakers. He couldn't use Bijan right. He couldn't use Kyle Pitts right. Drake London, like, I don't know. It's a questionable decision. I feel like there's better guys out there. I'd rather have Frank Reich. I'd rather have Cliff Kingsbury. But, you know, you got a guy with head coaching experience, a guy that almost made the playoffs this year, and, 
You know, he was consistently good at being mid every year. But, you know, maybe being with Mike Tomlin, that will change and he will have a better offense because he's under the wings of Mike Tomlin. So it could be a good move. I would give it a B minus personally. Um, but, you know, who knows? The future will tell. But right now I'll give it a B minus. I'll give it a B plus because uh, I, I don't really look – yeah, the Falcons thing was was a mess, right? He didn't really utilize his players to the best of his ability. But his time with – if you remember the Titans' time, like he, he was good. He was good as an OC there. Right, he had uh, he had good playmakers. Right, he pounded the ball with Derrick Henry, as well as that open up play action for AJ Brown, Jonu Smith, those tight ends there. So I think that you'll see a lot of twelve personnel where they're going to run uh, Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington more. You're going to see them both line up together, and you got uh, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson still there, and you got Najee and Jalen Warren. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to have a balanced offense there with Arthur Smith. So I, I like the move. And right better than what they had, too, I believe, with uh, Matt Canada and the, the guys taking over, too. So I, I personally like the move. Nothing not, – I thought he was a good coordinator. He just wasn't the best head coach, and that happened. So right. I like it. We'll see what time will tell. But uh, do you want to talk about who the Seahawks and commanders should target? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, we could talk about that. So there's two head coaching openings left now out of the seven that were available. Um, that is the Commanders and the Seahawks. So I, I think there's two candidates out there that I would target, but I don't think these teams will target. Um, if I were the Commanders, I would want either Mike Vrabel as the head coach of my football team with his success from the Titans, or, you know, he can have the greatest coach of all time, in Bill Belichick. But I think the commanders, what they want to do is they want to go in a younger direction and they want a young guy to lead the helm and they want an offensive guy for their new franchise quarterback that they might get in this upcoming draft. I feel like they're going to go that route. But if I were to hire a coach and a guy to build the culture there, you know, new team, new owners, new quarterback and all that, I would want Mike Vrabel or I would want Bill Belichick because he did it the Patriot way and now he could do it the commander way maybe. I don't know. Um, and he could bring in like Josh McDaniel and all that. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Bill Belichick will go to the commanders and I don't think Mike Vrabel will go to commanders. That's who I would hire. Who do I think they will hire? I don't know. I think they were looking at uh, the Lions DC, right? Glenn, Aaron Glenn. Glenn. I think that's a possibility. And then I saw Dan Quinn's another possibility, maybe. And then Dan Quinn also might be going to the Seahawks. I saw that. And then I forget the other guy. Was it Mike McDonald? Mike McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think um, Dan Quinn or Mike McDonald goes to the Seahawks. And I think Aaron Glenn probably would go to the Commanders. I don't, I don't know if I like that move. Um, but if I were the Commander Seahawks and I've seen the tape out there and I've seen what these coaches could do in Vrabel and Belichick, I would go after those two guys because I think they are the best, you know, candidates out there that is left available. And they're pretty good damn candidates. So I would go after those guys. Yeah. 
No, I get you, right? Why wouldn't you want a, a Belichick, a Carroll, a Mike Vrabel? I get that, too. I think I think the Seahawks should really tar- uh, target Mike Vrabel. I just think that, uh, that, fits good, that fit would be good because I think it, it's a pretty similar situation the way he had in Tennessee from, like, roster. And you have a lot of uh, young defensive talent to work with, too, and he's a defensive-minded guy. So I think that makes a lot of sense there. But then you're gonna have to find a new OC because I was think I was pairing him with uh, Arthur Smith, them reuniting. But now Arthur Smith goes to Steelers, so I don't even know if both of them are getting a job. Belichick, I am Belichick yeah. said he's gonna check next coaching cycle for best opportunity. But yeah, it's kind of crazy there. But what I think they're gonna do, uh, I think the Commanders will get uh, either Mike McDonald or. They could go with like a Frank Smith or the offensive coordinator from the Niners, I believe, is what they'll do. One of those, one of those three. I would go with uh, the Seahawks. I think they're going to get Dan Quinn, in my personal opinion. That's what I think they're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reunion, bring him home. Not what, not what I would do, but we'll see what happens. More news. Stay tuned to the bench wire. Crew. Crew. Um, yeah, but that's going to conclude Season 2, Episode 21 of the Benchwire Podcast, where we recap the conference championship and all the coaching news and headlines. But if you guys did enjoy, drop a like, subscribe to Channel for New. We would really appreciate it. Go follow our socials. We got Instagram, TikTok, what? Twitter, what? Facebook what? for our lovely old people because we love you what? so much. We love you. Um, did I say Twitter? I'm at X. I'm at X. I got to keep calling it X now. I keep forgetting. Oh. Uh, we got a face. I said Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you think we're on, we're probably on there. So just go check the link tree down below. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Benchwire. Out. Oh.